Welcome to A Talk of the Clones. I'm here with Angel and Julie. I am Jaime. Alright, and uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, the new show coming up that is called The Bad Batch on Disney+. Plus. But uh, we're first going to start talking about, I think, things leading into this, which is The Clone Wars. So we're going to talk about the trailer and cherry pick our way through the old episodes. Yeah, I think... You know, once we once you know once the first episode comes out, we're gonna do an episode of, like we're gonna do an episode per episode. Uh, but in the meantime, right now we're just gonna talk about things leading up to it. We're gonna cherry pick things and and talk about it some. Absolutely, sounds like a good uh, like a good starting point here. I guess I could probably you know do a little a little like promo for the Clone Wars if we have any fans listening in on this that have not actually checked out the Clone Wars animated series. Um, I feel that a lot of fans may be put off by consuming animated content, um, especially if they're just fans of the live action Star Wars. But um, I really, really got to say that uh, they got some really good stuff in these shows. And if you're a Star Wars fan, you got to jump into the Bad Batch, no doubt about it. I think what happened personally, uh, this was aimed more towards children and the whole animated uh, aspect of it was kind of hard to swallow when it first came out. And the 2008 movie was not the greatest. The animation was <laughs> not divine. It's definitely gotten better. And then that last season, season yeah, it seven. it wasn't exactly a good starting point. Yeah. Season seven was great. Um, the animation has just come so far and the storylines are actually very, very dark perfect for adults even though it is kind of like a children's show still so yeah yeah i'd say like as somebody who like i watched the original movie uh you know i was told by a bunch of clone wars fans that like that the 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 series was fantastic and the storylines were really uh intriguing and interesting but i you know i started with the the original movie and then went on to the first season and and i'll be honest the animation was kind of rough but after watching like some later, uh, newer episodes from season, I think seven and, and maybe season six, even uh, the animation doesn't bother me the way it did before, uh, and I can I can really forget that I'm watching a like a CGI ish uh, animation style and just kind of dive into the story, which I which I like about it, and I'm really excited about that going into the Bad Batch because the Bad Batch looks more. Like looks like that that better animation style, and so I can focus on the story and not be like so upset about the animation. Yeah, one hundred percent. I I remember watching. Um, I I was one of those people that actually did go to theaters to go see when um you know the Clone Wars first like little movie that they launched the series with, and looking at the animation when it started back then to season seven. Man, I, I agree with you so much because there were moments in season seven I was watching that. I was like, man, I, I'm, I'm really like zoned out and it almost looked real, especially like the space sequences. I think the ships look so crispy, beautiful, you know? Oh, yeah. That it, it, you, you, you forget that what you're watching is animated. I think it's hard just because, um, you know, Lucas Arts at the time was an uh, independent studio, but then we had Disney Pixar producing such fantastic animation that it was hard to watch. In contrast, when Disney acquired Star Wars and Lucasfilms, it was just a huge downgrade from going from Clone Wars animation to going to the new Rebels animation. And still, it's kind of like a hard to swallow mm -hmm. pill. There's also a different like artistic style, too. 
<laughs> so it was it was it was distinctly like very like you know like this is a this is a Disney XD type show you know where it's oh just, yeah like, they pulled out the like kids, House of so, Mouse animators you know? and they were like do some Star Wars stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Mickey's Clubhouse. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that it's that Mickey's Clubhouse animation. This is a special lightsaber we're gonna need for later. <laughs> well, lucky for us, they hired most of the animators from Clone Wars back, and those are the ones that are working on Bad Batch. And Bad Batch, I mean, the trailers look fantastic, incredible. Yeah, they really do. They look in it, oof, it looks gorgeous. And you know what's funny thing? I noticed that they they do stick true to the original animation style in a way. So specifically, the coloring. I don't know how many people really like, especially if they jumped in later in the game. I think who, the same ones or the same artists that worked on season seven are the ones that are were developing and are developing Bad Batch. So that's probably why yeah, it looks like sure. such a fluid transition from the Clone Wars to Bad Batch. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But but uh, if you ever notice the coloring on the um, on the characters, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, now I don't know if this is I guess the best way to describe it, but I see them almost as if like they're painted right so it has like a roughness to the coloring right so like you view like the 3d model so to speak we're getting a little more technical i guess when you look at the way that they're colored the the the, the actual characters themselves it almost looks like they've been painted with brush strokes and that's kind of what they did specifically for the clone troopers in the earlier um episodes of the of the series like the earlier seasons and they kind of really kept it. I was just watching um, the Bad Batch episodes from season seven, and they—you still see it there. It's—it's it's obviously much more detailed now, but you kind of still get like that brushstroke look to it, and I think that's so unique and cool. I think that's probably why, you know, now that I think about it, why the Clone Wars cosplayers like looked like they were just like plucked from the animation into real life because they use the same kind of painting styles to paint and weather their armor. Yeah, absolutely no doubt about it i think it's i think it's a unique uh, a unique thing and it's a it's a nice it's a nice touch on that so who is the bad batch yeah i was gonna say uh where you know what how were they introduced into the into the story originally because we're getting a whole show about them but they're they're from they're from the clone wars show so you know how are they originally introduced i say we go to our resident lore expert for this one <laughs> i agree I mean, we got we got we got the Jedi archives right here on the pod, so we might as well let her let her rip on that one. <laughs> the Bad Batch is essentially a group of clones that have uh, desirable defects, and it's a throwback to the episode with Clone Cadets, where you know, where uh, Echo and Fives and Heavy and that kind of like group of clones that we followed through the Clone Wars is introduced because they have one defective clone called Ninety Nine there. And the Bad Batch is also known as Clone Force 99. So that's pretty much where that episode, Clone Cadets, really sets the stage for Bad Batch to be possible later on. And what are, like, the, the Bad Batch, I think you've told me before that they're, they were specifically made for a reason, but they didn't turn out the way they wanted them to? Is that right? Uh, it's, it's weird because, uh, you know, you do have the clone commandos, and I think Hunter is probably the only commando there, if I'm not mistaken. But it's just, they're not considered regs because they have uh, defects. 
but they end up being a you know a group of commandos essentially because they have like these uh qualities that the regs don't i so how did they like how did they yeah, become yeah. one group of people like was there a was there... they threw all the defects together into clone force 99 and that's what it was you think like the the people who were in charge of them mm-hmm. were like oh yeah we're just gonna take all the ones who are shitty and put them in one place and then make them a team and hope for the best i mean that's what we'll find out yeah i mean i mean in that episode clone um clone cadets it was in season three um i think it is uh i believe that um it's it, it they already kind of like established in that episode that the clones that are defective are put on jobs like maintenance um things yes they essentially don't pass or graduate (laughs) yeah into field work they don't they're kind of just like hey yeah you you you're defective so here go Go clean clean up some garbage here you You go (laughs) it's like it's like damn man you know felt bad for that for our boy 99 over there that that man looked like he had a heart of gold yeah i know and even the other clones are mean to him which i think was even worse but but that you know that, that's kind of how it is like schoolyard bullies kind of thing. But then they learn they, they 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 learn their lesson and all that. I think every Star Wars story, especially um, anything that 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 Dave Filoni's working on, it stays true to George Lucas's um, kind of like mo when it comes to Star Wars that you can tell a universal story that anybody can enjoy, but it fundamentally does have to give lessons to the little kids that may be watching it so that's always like the north star of the franchise in a way and that's why like every episode starts off with like um you know some kind of like life lesson and all that and the the episodes are structured in that way but also keeping it not so um childish so that anybody can watch it and enjoy it and and partake of it i think i think that's what it is i think that's why some fans probably get like a little like you know um I guess, I guess disappointed when Star Wars doesn't like triple down on being really edgy and dark, but I think that's the reason why they never really do it. I think because they want to keep to that, um, that whole thing. And you know, this is a franchise that gave us Anakin slicing kids. So, <laughs> yeah, you know? off screen, of course. Like, but, but also this. I mean, it's it's still you know the bat, not the Bad Batch, but the Clone Wars. Even though it has that child, um, the childlike uh, storytelling, I guess. It still has some darker themes mm-hmm. to it that that can be inferred. You oh know? yeah, you know I don't I don't think it's oh, yeah. watching it as an adult. I don't I don't think it's like, uh, oh this is awful because it's made for kids. It's like okay I see why they are not diving deeper, you know, or showing certain things. But it definitely mm-hmm. feels uh, like you you definitely feel the dark undertones of what's happening, even though you're not necessarily watching or hearing. Uh, the things those things happen you know in real time kind of like watching anakin slice those kids yeah, up absolutely it's it's like a tightrope act you know yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna pitch that to lucasfilm i'm gonna animate it myself i'm gonna be like this is the graphic scene of anakin murdering all the children <laughs> um i mean there's still that theory where that little or the little blonde kid at the beginning or at the end where he's like master the only one that's called Anakin Master, by the way, in the entire series. True. And he absolutely kills him. There's still that theory that he ended up being Snope that we'll never find out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm on board with that. I, think, fact, I you know? think 
I, hey, I, I I love how even even after <laughs> the, those two, the uh, we get uh, you know episode eight and nine, people are just are like, you know what? Let's just keep up with the Snoke theories. Let's just keep them going. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the Bad Batch is essentially a group of clones. I think that I could. I mean, I could be wrong, but I I think that they're they're these clones that kind of got funneled into combat roles specifically because their defects happen to be beneficial i think that's essentially what they're trying to really establish with them um in season seven when we're really introduced to them that um their defects happen to be very beneficial for combat roles and and that and you know and, and that that way they get a little more variety out of them even though they're all genetically coming from the same source yeah i was very upset when i found out because i was what well, I have been wanting something to continue Clone Wars for years, and when when they announced that Bad Batch was <laughs> out of all the fantastic clones and all the other expanded universe and legend stuff that we could have picked up of, I was like, oh man, these super campy, cringy clones that they introduced for like two episodes in season seven are what's going to be the next episode. But I guess it really is kind of like a wholesome message of uh, you know Disney's wholesome message, despite your uh, differences and defects um yeah <laughs> you could still be useful in the end you could still make friends and have adventures yeah i think i think ultimately that's kind of what they're what 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 i mean even lucas would have wanted that right because i mean this is this is still his brainchild he the the the, the series itself started off with lucas and it for the most part it's the same team working on this stuff or at least the same creatives from back then working on this uh on this franchise now um specifically the the animated branch uh, it, it seems to me like yeah there's definitely always really been like that push because even on in on its face right i think what why a lot of people probably didn't like the attack of the clones movie um despite its absolutely stellar love story with wondrous dialogue <laughs> um despite that which i mean i don't know about you bro romeo and juliet watch out but <laughs> When I, I think a lot of people, um, from a writing standpoint, right? If you're gonna have a war story, you need to have stakes, mm -hmm. and it's hard to sell stakes when your audience knows where this is ultimately gonna go. You know that the empire is gonna rise out of this. We may not know how it gets to that point, but we know it gets to that point. Um, and also one side is lifeless robots right and then the other side is just copies of the same person so how do you what are the stakes if you can produce infinite amounts of both people that are actually fighting and dying and i think that clone wars does a fantastic job of really pushing um uh, i guess care uh, personifying maybe the clones yeah giving them a lot of character definitely even though you're it's like twins you know you, you have like people that are genetic twins like but they're they have super different personalities and i think that's always been a recurring thing with um the clone throughout the whole clone war series this this whole this idea that them everyone reaffirming is reaffirming that no we are we are individual it's like when like the like when fives gets mad um at that droid for calling him uh five 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 right and he's like no it's fives right like they, they, they like always yes. snap back and double down exactly with the nest and the droid's like oh 
five. That's the same thing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but to, and he's like, that doesn't, it's not much of a difference. He's like, oh, but to us, it is, because that's their identity, right? And I think that, that the Clone Wars series really sells you that in, in, in a good, good way. And to, 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 what, to what Jamie was talking about, right? He, he, he mentioned um, that you can, you can gather these sort of themes as an, uh, as an older viewer. You can, you can see what they're implying at and what they're hinting at and what um, they're suggesting with the, the, the themes that are being presented to you, right? That a, a kid might not pick up on it, but as, as an adult viewer, you, you definitely do pick up on it, right? I think that's one of those things. They're reaffirming their identity, right? That they're all clones of each other, uh, of the same source, but they reaffirm that individual, um, that individuality, I guess. And I, and it's it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. And the Bad Batch is a little different because they're very visibly different from each other. Yeah, and I think I think genuinely speaking, or, or generally speaking. Uh... That's why the Clone Wars was such a successful show uh, originally, because I mean, like seven seasons is is a lot, um, mm-hmm. and it you know it probably did so well because it's such a you know in the movies we only see the stormtroopers as you know like basically picking up Obi Wan's lightsaber and robe whenever he dropped it is pretty much like right we <laughs> got of the clone troopers yeah like the clones the clones were not like they were there. Like they're definitely visually stunning in the movies, but they're never, um, you know, we don't get mm-hmm. we don't get a lot of the lore, we don't get a lot of the the backstory, we don't really get even in the even in the the newer, uh, you know, the episode one, two, and three, we don't get a ton of them. Uh, and this is a really interesting uh, story to get to to dive into what it's like to be a clone, you know, uh, because that's one of those things that I think as a as a as a kid, whenever I found out that stormtroopers were clones, that that was that was mind boggling to me. Like, what is it like to be, you know, born to do this very specific thing, and like like how does it work? Like, what are the 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 details of it? And and this series opens that up. So, writing on that, we're essentially going to see, you know, throughout all of Clone Wars, all seven seasons, one of the reoccurring. Um, themes is that the clones know that they were born and bred for war well war is over now order 66 happens you know they have to find their footing so to speak uh are are we going to see the programming continue or are we going to see some of the older clones that you know survive order 66 are we going to see any of their individualities anymore maybe that's why they needed these um defective clones maybe they don't have the chip because they didn't bother, like this guy, you know, he's not gonna make it. Why bother giving him a chip? Yeah, maybe that's why they're able to resist Order sixty six, if that's even possible. I guess we'll see in that seventy five minute opening. Yeah, <clears throat> that that's actually a question I was gonna pose to you, Jedi Archives, because I didn't know. I, I actually thought about that earlier today. I'm like, wait a minute, why didn't what, the Bad Batch wasn't around for Order sixty six? That I, from what I remember, so. Did they have those inhibitor uh, chips? I would think they did, but I, you know, maybe maybe you got a point there. Maybe they didn't put them in there because they they thought, all right, well these guys are defective, so they're not gonna, you know. Well, in the old EU, there were some clones that 
were specifically bred to have more individualities than the regular clones. So there was this implication that they did not follow through with Order 66. A lot of those uh, clone commanders and ARC troopers actually uh, chose to um, defect, essentially, from the Republic while, you know, all the Jedis mm-hmm. were getting killed. So I thought it would maybe be kind of like one of those, since technically they are commandos, that they could go without the inhibitor chip. That's true. That's a good point. They might work that back in there. What I do like that Disney's doing is that they're reworking a lot of the old EU. Yeah, slowly, little by little. Which is fantastic. I can't wait Mm -hmm. for more Revan stuff, but anyways. (laughs) Well, I'm excited about the the fact that 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 first episode is, what did you say, it was 75 minutes long? Yeah. Yeah. It's about 75. I think it's like 72 or 75 minutes. Aguasi. Yeah, because there was a a leak on on the interwebs that showed the first three episodes. and, uh, And the first episode is, it's like a whole movie. They have mentioned it before, even before the leak came out. It was just kind of like the confirmation, but they were expecting to have like about a 70 minute premiere followed by uh, another 30 minute episode, just like three days after May 4th. But I would expect that it, we're going to see Order 66, at least I'm expecting to see Order 66 during that opening and kind of just, I guess, everything else, them kind of being obviously in a lineup where Palpatine is like screaming about the first galactic empire and then you could clearly see like the or you know the bad batch standing out amongst all the other regimes that are gathered but so i think we'll see some questionings definitely uh in the trailers we've seen we've seen some footage that looks like maybe this starts a little bit before uh order 66 like we'll get to see them you know fighting uh the separatists but there's also i don't know i don't know it's a lot of interesting footage. Yeah, that first trailer was, uh, it gave us a lot of interesting stuff there. Yeah, and they've been dropping, like, um, theme trailers every single day for the past, you know, I think four days now. It's going to be a trailer a day with highlighting each character until May 4th. And then they showed the the one with Tech. He's, like, riding on, he's, like, hacked one of the battle droids and he's riding on its shoulder while eliminating other targets. And I don't know if it's um, them being put through one of the courses while Tarkin was overseeing and that's what it is, or if it's actually like out on the field and I'm still fighting the Seppies. Y'all want to do speculation? So yeah. You want to do some speculation? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm just thinking like, uh, so who is this? <laughs> Who's Omega? Who's Omega? That's the the big question, right? Like. I I thought, at least for a while there, that uh, Omega was a Palpatine clone, and that was how they were gonna tie in the new sequel trilogy and saying, "Boom, here's Ray's dad," instead of having to. Imagine Palpatine trying to bang anyone. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a little easier to swallow. You. That's so close to mine. I'm disappointed now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it's think, got the same hair. I think, or... I, yeah. This, all right. So, uh, Jamie, you're last now. I'm going in now. It's over. <laughs> Go for it. To. All right. <laughs> so, here is my crackpot theory. Are we uh, now? Uh, uh, how how explicit am I allowed to? to get on the on the pod like rated r <laughs> nc17 okay all right so uh kids now's your warning so like i was saying man i think that omega right omega is palpatine's daughter i think palpy did in fact clap those cheeks baby 100 <laughs> percent. no and i think and i think the fact that omega is like chilling with these defective clones it's gonna, it's gonna be this whole thing. I don't think Omega's gonna make it out of it. Matter of fact, I don't think any of them are gonna make it out of it. I think eventually all these, all these dudes are gonna get clapped at one point or another. 
I actually think Echo is going to be... I think Echo is going to be the basis for the Dark Troopers that we see in The Mandalorian. He's already more than like 50% robot, so I think that's where we're going to see the progression. But that's my crackpot theory. I didn't even think about that yet. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be... That's not that crackpot. The precedent is there. Yeah, that is true. I can see that. I can see that. And we do have that one uh, highlighted trailer where he's just like, um, or or Tech says to Echo, you're more machine than man. And then he's fighting all the regs and like the cafeteria. That's going to be fun. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I think uh, before we move on to that next point, I want to hear Jamie's uh, uh, Omega theory. My my Omega theory is... Palpy claps and Palpy doesn't clap. (laughs) I I don't think think he claps. Uh, I, I, of course... You know, I live with Julie, so I, I tend to lean towards her uh, uh, theories on this stuff because she knows a lot more about it than I do. But uh, I do think it—I I do think Omega is a clone. Uh, I think that, and I do, and I do think Omega will have something to do with Palpatine in some way, as far as uh, the last episode of uh, of the live-action movies that we got, because they need, need to fix that badly uh and so I, I think this will do a hopefully a better job of you know telling a story uh that that leads us into that um than the the movie did but uh i that that's my yeah. like that's as, as deep as i i guess i want to get with it is that I, I do think omega has something to do with palpatine uh and how he clones himself uh, but I, I, I think that's pretty much the extent of of how I... Because I have no idea. I have not watched the show mm-hmm. as deeply as, as either of you. Um, I've only watched a handful of episodes uh, throughout the years. I did watch some Bad Batch episodes from Season 7, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the idea that they were... You know, these defective clones that weren't really... They didn't really fit in with the rest of them. And so they went off and did their own thing. So I'm I'm personally excited mm-hmm. about seeing where that goes, um, but as far as Omega is concerned, I just think that she is, and we, I guess we got confirmation that it is a, a lady, uh, a girl. Um, I, I do think she is a clone, mm-hmm. but I don't know, uh, you know. So from a more logical point of view, using context clues. Uh, I do think Omega's a clone. She wouldn't be on Kamino otherwise. I think perhaps... I definitely think she's Force-sensitive. She might be a mixture of what was left of Django's DNA and a mixture of uh, Palpatine's DNA, and that's how we came forth, uh, a Force-sensitive clone. And, you know, the weapons mm-hmm. that they showed her using is the Night Sister bow, which is used by essentially clone-sensitive, uh, Force-sensitives, essentially. So I do think... Omega is a Force-sensitive clone. Maybe the first successful clone-sensitive clone? Uh, Force-sensitive clone, and then, you know, she is trying to escape. The Bad Batch is trying to help her. Uh, Palpatine and Tarkin are both after her because they're like, oh my god, we now have figured out how to, you know, create uh, Force-sensitive beings. And So, that's what I think. That'd be so fucking cool. Force-sensitive? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would make I mean, sense yeah. how... Palpatine's clones have come about right. th- with like force sensitivity. I think they're kind of going that route in Mandalorian, though. I think that that's what the whole scene with um, 
with the dark troopers i think it's like because it's i mean we did literally see um what i i can only describe as a as an early prototype snoke in one of those back to tanks um yeah in that one episode of uh mandalorian i mean that yeah, was that's true. that was very visually a prototype snoke i mean if so they, i think that and if- Grogu is an asset because he's force sensitive. Maybe because they lost Omega, they had to, or they took so many steps backwards in trying to clone force sensitives, and that's why they're trying to get, I guess, Grogu essentially. And then they had a few Snoke failures until they got one that, well, you know, kind of worked, and then they reproduced Palpatine through that. So yeah, this is why I think Palpy claps. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you my, (laughs) I'm gonna give you the, the my Palpy, my Palpy claps. Did right? they show think, an ep- think... like a flashback or something of Palpatine clapping in like the sequel trilogy, or is it just my only, mind manifesting images in I don't want to see? Fiction. Okay, <laughs> I've seen only, a lot. Only of in stuff my fan fiction that that Lucasfilm has rejected many times, so oh, sure. oh, it's not canon God. yet. But but maybe they just stole the idea. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> I. I, <laughs> the reason why I kind of would like them to go that route with Palpatine having had a relationship is because it it helps humanize the Emperor to a degree, um, where it would it would show him having like some kind of motivation outside of just wanting absolute power for whatever reason. Because usually people that that want that kind of absolute power it's because circumstances in their lives have been out of their control um i'd argue that that's mainly the reason why vader turned you know why he he he, anakin turned into into vader tragically because he could not see a a situation where he could control um events so that padme wouldn't die right i mean he was he was turning before Padme died. Right, right. And no we see doubt. that. No doubt, no doubt. But 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 we see like the catalyst of of his turn is is these visions of Padme dying. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to prevent that. Right? He always had like that like that kind of inkling of uh, of the dark side, you know, always there, but I mean, you know, what Jedi doesn't constantly struggle with that to a degree? Obi Wan. Obviously, I think the Masters may have that over. <laughs> yeah, but that's like Obi Wan is dude. like the picture perfect Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Sweet <laughs> cinnamon roll has never done the anything best wrong. Hair and everything. Man. Like he even like banged women and never strayed from the light side. So. <laughs> what a gentleman. I know. Is that what you're saying? This the is their ideal, excellent the powers of persuasion. Jedi has side chicks. <laughs> but as long as he's following the rule book. He can have the side chicks. Well, I mean, That's like in Clone Wars, during when they introduced Satine. What a misogynistic turn! <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm literally, literally shaking right now. <laughs> well, there's but, a theory I, that Corky is uh, Obi Wan's son, so there's that. You think they're gonna? You think they're gonna give him? You think they're gonna give Obi Obi uh, a kid? I mean, they might have. I mean, that was implied. Who the hell is Corky? It's like his auntie and Obi-Wan were banging for quite some time. And Obi-Wan was just like, if you would have asked me to leave a Jedi Order, I would have. So I still think Corky is a bastard son of Obi-Wan. Yeah, Corky. I don't know. That's very, very Victorian. No, I thought I'm but whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Corky's going to come find old man Ben in the desert and be like, yo, dad, let's hang out. He aged. He aged like shit. You're gonna yeah. give us an explanation on that. I need it badly. Like, how does 
How does that is this Edwin McGregor? I think he looks very good. <laughs> he probably just overexerts his like force abilities and it ages him, and that would explain why Papatine went from like, uh, oh, okay, old man, to like, fucking mummified being, I guess, with all the drinking problem. The chain lightning, yeah, or force lightning, whatever it's called now. Let's see, like chain lightning, true, like true. I was playing fucking World of Warcraft, but yeah, force lightning. <laughs> <laughs> But I would like Palpatine. I would like. I would like that story of Palpatine having a real daughter, mm. right? Because that would make the. Because okay, because I think that to a certain degree, they're definitely gonna do what they did with the original. You know, not the original, the prequel trilogy, where they use the extra material like the Clone Wars series and whatnot to sort of correct and fill in some of the gaps. Yeah. Left by the prequel trilogy. I, 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 can, I mean, come on. They have to do that for the sequel trilogy because that was a little messy, to say the least. So they definitely um, could have a lot of room for that. And I think a really good hole to plug, which isn't really a hole, I guess. But, yeah, you know, it, it's not it doesn't it didn't get sold too well. The Palpatine le just letting homeboy go off and be a clone, just vibing just because he was like functional. <laughs> you know what I mean? That isn't I, it, it doesn't seem like something Palpatine would do. And I think that if he at one point did have a daughter that he loses for whatever reason, it might leave a little room there as to like why he would let a clone of his go out and be, you know, living and, and whatnot and just doing his own thing. Well, but obviously he's still evil, so he's ultimately going to want to use those people. But Papatina is like a puppet master. He lets people get... Mm -hmm. As far as I think they're getting, and then he was like just twenty steps ahead of you this entire time. So maybe he's just like, "Yeah, kid, go out and populate and see if you could, you know, give me a real stellar force sensitive grandkid or something." You know, so that's always an option. Yeah, kind of like I how he did with Darth Maul. Story. He never killed Maul, and it wasn't until Maul became a rival where he was just like, "Instead of killing you, I'm gonna use you to my advantage." So maybe he does purposely leave a daughter out into the world and kind of like keeps his eye on her. The most powerful man in the galaxy. You're gonna tell me he doesn't clap? Come on, man. Come on, man. Palpy claps. I mean, maybe he just didn't want to the raise a kid because he didn't want to take team breaks. Palpy claps. <laughs> team Palpy claps. <laughs> Should make a T-shirt. Hashtag. Hashtag. Hashtag Palpy claps. That'll be our. That'll be the official T-shirt for uh, <laughs> the the podcast. Palpy claps. <laughs> Designed um, by uh, Balenciaga. I do have a feeling we're going to see some of Mandalore. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, Because Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni can't stay away right from now. Mandalore. They're hot right now. I mean, come on, dog. They can't stay away from sexy armor is what they can't stay away from. <laughs> Beskar. <Come on. laughs> Remember, it's Star Wars. It's not armor. It's Beskar. Well, that's that's the specific. Um, excuse me. That's the specific metal, um, <laughs> with which the highest grade Mandalorian armor is made. That's okay. true. They did wreck like Beskar before was just like the term for armor, and then you know, Dave Filoni, mm -hmm. John Favreau were like, "Hey, we changed our mind. Beskar is only going to be for this one specific type of like, uh, you know, metal." Yeah. But whatever. They have I, so I'll much take power. It. I think we'll see Grogu. What if the Bad Batch helps Grogu <laughs> get off Coruscant? Yo, I'm not ready for animated Grogu. It's gonna be I'm so not, cute. I'm not emotionally ready. <laughs> so in all Star Wars, um, there is hope. There has always been more than one villain. 
So the def the definitive villain or villain number one would be General Tarkin. Or is he Admiral Tarkin at this point? And then I think he's Admiral. Is he Admiral Tarkin already? Okay. He might be, he might be. And then there's one clone that betrays them all. Which we already know from yeah. like the leaks and stuff Sus. like that. <laughs> So you could think oh, the well, Black no, Series leaks. He looks in that trailer anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was always kind of like. He might actually. That, uh, he, he always did have that. That He was like too standoffish. You know what I'm saying? He was too antagonistic. Yeah. In, in season seven. This is why Rex had to like push him over and tell him to shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know why it is, right? It's because uh, he's only got one eye. And uh, Star Wars is a very ableist franchise. <laughs> <laughs> he's already defective, but now he has one uh, eye. <laughs> There's actually theories that he's uh, albino, and that's why he's got like that weird ass, like gray hair and lighter skins. Mm, I think he looks cool though. Oh, <laughs> he looks pretty I awesome. I, it looks like he's got an eating disorder. That's what that's what it was. He just he doesn't eat properly, but his <laughs> no. aim is like on point. <laughs> All right, that that. Well, he cross crosshair. It was a crosshair, right? That's mm -hmm. the name, crosshair. Yeah, he's sus, dude. He's for sure. Come on, he's gonna betray them a hundred percent. And you said that the leaks the leaks already confirmed that? Yeah, the Black Series crosshair Ooh. figure confirms that um, Cross like uh, listens to Order 66 and then uh, pretty much like, abandons, abandons the Bad Batch when they decide to go rogue. And then um, Lego also confirmed it. And then there is a officially licensed calendar going around where it's crosshair and his good his quote is, uh, you know, good soldiers follow orders. Oh, very ominous. We know where that yeah, that so that's from. the whole if thing. Like didn't maybe watch the earlier seasons, yeah. Maybe the inhibitor chip doesn't work on all of them, and that and it did work on Crosshair, and he's just like, "Peace, you guys. I'm going over to the dark side." Or maybe he's just a massive ass, <laughs> and he just followed the orders anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, "Oh hell yeah, we're killing Jedi's now. I'm a, oh, I'm, I'm in on this." <laughs> that would actually be a lot more intriguing. Hell yeah. Maybe then he's after so Omega too. in particular because she is a soon-to-be Jedi and he's just like, must eliminate her. Oh, that would be so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. So like she is, she's force sensitive and he's like, we got to follow this order. And we got to kill though, her. Even though like she was possibly made by Palpatine. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. If like he's going against Palpatine's wishes, but, but also following those orders. I like, mean, wouldn't that be... I mean, that's mm -hmm. maybe too... Crazy. Maybe they do want to eliminate Omega because Omega has too much free thought or something? Or too much... Um... I don't know. Hot take. Hot take. My new theory is <laughs> uh, Palpatine created Omega. Uh, she's a Force-sensitive clone. And then Crosshair decides that because she's Force-sensitive, Order 66 belongs to her. Or, or... <laughs> She must eliminate her. Right, or he must right. eliminate her due to Order 66. Hot yeah. take. You heard it here first, guys. Hashtag Palpatine right, I got a, I got a Luke, I got a lukewarm take. Exactly what what what, what Jamie just said, but she's not a clone. Palpy claps. <laughs> <laughs> That's his daughter. He's he's trying to he's trying to get his daughter back, keep her under control. Crosshairs murders her anyway because he ain't about that Jedi life, baby. He don't like her, <laughs> so he murders her anyway. And then Palpatine's like, no, 
Oh, well, we got a clone. We got to do these force sensitive. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I, I, the reason why I'm not on, I'm not sold on that whole force sensitive clone thing is because I feel like that's the Grogu arc. That they're using him to like kind of harvest his like mandal like man well Mandalorian. I mean, it would make sense rich that they're blood, using Bad you know? Batch to kind of continue the Mandalorian, like kind of you know fill those arcs. That's why I'm convinced that we're gonna mm -hmm. see some stuff on Mandalore. We're gonna see how. Or if Mandalore gets absolutely annihilated by the Empire or not. We might see that here. Especially since a lot of um, you know the clones are long-lost sons of Mandalore. Because there are you know clones of Jango Fett, who's a Mandalorian. Uh, what was... um? Oh, my goodness. I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now on her name. The one who who comes in in season two of The Mandalorian with the armor. Bo-Katan? Bo-Katan, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna learn Bo-Katan skincare routine. Oh. So why she looks so wonderfully young, uh, so yeah. many years after the man, the the. Cold I think it's Wars. like fifty. Or she would be like fifty, fifty years old. I think fifty-five or fifty-six. Someone did the math. So Bo-Katan I mean, is Pharrell Williams' is kind of older, uh, legitimate like daughter. Life, right? Well, I think the that actress. she was a. You know, the actress is pretty much that age, but yeah. in Clone Wars, remember Clone Wars takes place over a period of about eight years. Uh, so that's how we see, like, you know, Ahsoka go from like a preteen to kind of like a young woman slash um, older teen. So the most that we could have seen Bo-Katan age when she was introduced is eight years, and then there's however long it takes uh, Luke to age, which was another eighteen years or twenty years. I don't know how old Luke Skywalker is. Oh, but this is a even after. So I think she'd be around fifty years old. Then again, we don't know how long humans age or can live for in the Star Wars universe. Well, and they could all be all different. All I know is that, you know. Yeah. And living on Tatooine sucks, so that's why fucking Obi-Wan. Bo-Katan's skincare routine was not forwarded in an email to Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan <laughs> Obi didn't get that email of the, of the skincare routine. Because whatever he did was the opposite. <laughs> maybe I'm telling you, maybe he just has a drinking problem. He's just out in the desert drinking. Or a lack of drinking problem because there's no water. <laughs> Uh, that's true. That's also true. That's also true. <laughs> he's just dehydrated. Maybe he spent too much time in the cantina. <laughs> too much time. And that's why Jawas. he knows it's a hive of scum and villainy. Oh. Crosshair sus. Absolutely. He's, <laughs> he's gonna kill Omega, which is uh, Palpy's daughter, because Palpy claps. <laughs> Hashtag Palpy, Palpy claps. claps. <laughs> Oh, what else? What else did we talk about? Oh, Echo is going to turn into a dark trooper. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes. Echo Echo is going to be, is laying the groundwork for what eventually becomes That is dark my troopers. theory. So if it becomes like true, I just want to let it known that true. I was the first one that said it. Did not read this online. This is me laying in bed in the middle of the night That's thinking true. about Bad Batch. I'm like, huh. <laughs> Julie gets all the credit for that and uh, all the money, I assume. It comes along with being the first. I would, I would think so. I would think so. If I'll, I'll let you, I'll put in good word for you. Once Lucasfilm approves my palpy collapse screenplay, <laughs> once Lucasfilm greenlights it, um, I'll, I'll bring you on board. <laughs> well, I guess if you're listening, uh, thank you for tuning in to our first episode, and uh, come back on May the fourth when we have our next episode because we're going to do that. It's going to be on May the 4th. So may the 4th be with you. Hashtag palpy claps. <laughs>